Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour Excel with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour Extra Bits, a little gift to you podcast subscribers. This week, we've got Mika Simmons from the Happy Vagina podcast talking, yes, all things happy vaginas. We, as you know, on this show, we do love to talk about vaginas. At least once a week. Yeah. And our next guest loves to talk about them even more than we do because the amazing Mika Simmons is the founder of the Lady Gowden Foundation, an incredible organisation that raises huge amounts of money for research into gynaecological cancers. And she's also the host of The Happy Vagina, a new podcast showcasing honest, uplifting, amazing stories from brilliant women. When I said that, Mika, she's also the host of The Happy Vagina, which sounds like, quite frankly, the best bar in town. It's definitely the best podcast in town. I'll say that. Mika, we've had you on the show before, so we know your story, but for anyone who doesn't, let's start back at the beginning. How did you come to be so involved in gynaecological cancer? Well, my mother, very sadly, was uh, diagnosed with ovarian cancer when she was 54 years old. Um, and I was 26 at the time. And she was stage four and she died nine months later. So it's a, it, it, it's all stemmed from a, a deep-rooted charity, a tragedy in my life. Um, and for quite a while, I wanted to do something to raise awareness around it. Because my mum was... She was this really amazing woman who... She was part of the second wave of feminism. She was... She was a leader within it. We had workshops for women in my home. We had vagina examining workshops in my home, my family home. Amazing. I mean, you know, not all the time. But, like, you know, she was a real trailblazer, trailblazer, my mum. So the fact that she didn't know... Oh, I feel very emotional about it. The fact that she didn't know the symptoms... I mean, actually, then she went to the doctors and the doctor said to her that it was probably fibroids because she was of an age when menopause would have uh, meant that the, the fibroids were more likely. So off she and I went on a a break together and by the time we got back she was so distended in her stomach she was so unwell and could hardly walk up the hill Mm. and so um you know a few years later just completely serendipitously my next door neighbor in the house that I live in in London turned out to be a a cancer doctor Dr Susanna Banerjee who does research into medications for gynecological cancers and we've been funding uh, work that she's been doing for the last five years. I mean, I just think that's one of those moments when Mm. it must have happened where you kind of found this out and you were like, it's like you've been sent 
Well, she me, was, when moment. I first met her, she was actually, she's a really amazing woman. Mm. She was actually just finishing her PhD into breast cancer and Avon was sponsoring her. That, I mean, which I know to people that don't understand what that means, mm. that means that she's kind of a big deal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and she was part of the, um, as far as I understand it, she was part of the team that was investigating one of the tamoxifen, which is one of the breast mm. cancer drugs that's mm -hmm. now used quite commonly, I think. And so... That was her focus, but we were on the stairs and I, and I told her, just outside our flats, and I told her that my mum had sadly died of ovarian cancer and she just said to me, that's, that's what I want to dedicate my life to, is, is changing that particular cancer because it is known as the silent killer. It's mm. just the symptoms weren't... I mean, it's getting better. It really is getting better, but particularly back then, the symptoms were really not known and, 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 and there wasn't enough research into it. And, mm. and part, you know... Some of the reasons that there wasn't a lot of research is because, by you know, the, the statistics around seven thousand women were being diagnosed with ovarian cancer, which is still completely tragic, but not anywhere near the amount of breast cancer yeah. diagnoses. So you get pushed to the back of the queue, um, and then also uh, potentially uh, other cancers seem more important. So yeah, I mean it's so. It's so ridiculous, isn't it, that we talk about some cancers being more important or less important when mm. ultimately it comes down to the same thing. Well, I mean, it's really funny. Like, I don't want to... Th I'm going to say it. Yeah. I think that there was more focus on male cancers for quite a long time. Really? I'm, yeah. I, I'm really not into, like, blaming, blaming the patriarchy. Yeah. I've got a real thing at the moment about staying positive. And one of the things about the Happy Vagina podcast, uh, one of the reasons I've done it, is to be really kind of open and fun. I, I feel really excited about what's going on in the women's movement at the moment. Um especially having grown up as I did, for me, it's really, I'm really relishing mm. it and I'm excited by it, but I also don't like it when it comes from an angry place. Yeah. Mm. And I think, so, but I do think potentially when there were a lot of male doctors heading up the, mm. the you know, the cancer research, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you put cancers that affected you before, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So Lady Garden obviously has been really um, championing, changing the way that we talk about cancers, but also women's bodies. And the podcast really is a, it's a it's it's an add-on for me and trying to reach more people you know and not ask for anything like you know with a charity there is always a kind of you know you're always asking people to come and support or to raise yeah. money for you and of course it's really important with the podcast I'm just like I'm going to do this for you and give it back to you and hopefully you know and, and it it's it is about women's health but it's also about mental health because what we're doing is we're talking about everything that you you don't talk about Mm. Um, I, I, I was listening on the way over here and um, you were talking about there not being enough uh, information about women's health out there and potentially to a certain extent that, that really has changed. It really it, it is changing and it has changed. But even though there's so much information, we still don't talk. We don't really do talk. We do you, you do. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like so rude. <laughs> um, I don't really talk like... But no, but I mean, women like you do, but the point for me about the podcast, and part of the reason that I've made it light and fun is so that um, w women who... I, no, I don't think a lot of women do. I think the majority of the general public, and this could be an assumption on my part, but my family, um, we struggle to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. We really struggle to talk to each other. I've got a big extended Irish working-class family, and I can tell you right now that, that there isn't... I don't chat to my cousins about my health yeah. or, or, or your or, vagina no <laughs> no and I, I do feel there's something about women in terms of 
I don't I, I think it's better now but I do for a long time not talking about that with other girlfriends like it would be very rare to have those mm. conversations and I, f- I, I feel like I have more of those now especially yeah. mm-hmm. like this show but probably some friends that I have now in my life we, we're just you know very open about discussions but I, I think you're right it's still some reason that we don't I don't know do guys but then I don't know if guys have conversations about their genitalia I don't think it does not not when it comes to the details or the shame stuff no they might have the bravado Mm. which I think is for each other really I don't I mean you know I I, a lot of the things that we talk about on the podcast when it comes up and is appropriate is actually sort of saying this is about men too um Meg Matthews and Anais Gallo were on the last but one episode and, and Anais was talking about that a lot and she's obviously 21 and she was saying that her that her that she's watched because she's she's so cool <laughs> like her outlook on on sex and bodies is very really? very grounded very yeah. grounded is that a sign of the new if she's 21 do you think it's that generation of women coming through which is uh, different or do you think it was her, her lifestyle i think i get the impression that um that that, that meg's raised her that way and and and, her, and noel and meg are both very open mm. but she fronted our lady garden campaign the first one when she was 15 or 16 and i thought it was cute to ask everyone what their nickname was for their vagina and anaeus just turned around and went <laughs> vagina <laughs> 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 it was just, and I was like, oh, okay. I think I might not be getting this. Oh dear, <laughs> incoming, incoming. <laughs> but um, but but you know, I think that she talked a lot about, and it was really interesting for me because obviously when I was at school, um, the boys were really shut down, but we all were, we all were. I mean, that was a different, a different, a different generation, a different decade. But Anais is of now, and she was saying that her she's watched her male friends pretend they had to have sex they've had sex when they haven't had sex and and all you know and all the same stuff that we go through i do think that it's true for men and women i do think there's something else in this though uh m to your point men when they go to the bathroom together yeah they see that they see that they see their bits all the time we go into a cubicle and have and we're we're, we're hidden you sort of see you've got to be very very bendy if you want to actually have a good look (laughs) no but but generally so in terms of men talking about their genitals they see each other's pretty much every time they go to the bathroom sort of yeah changing rooms whereas women we're kind of sort of tucked away and so i think they do even if it's a bit of bravado there's more of a um an openness and a visible literally a visibility mm, 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 mm. whereas we don't have that our, no, our vaginas true. are very much hidden and put in cubicle boxes harry you're side-eyeing me i'm not side-eyeing you i'm just gonna say that we're gonna take a little break when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thank you for listening to Badass Women's Out. You can hear us every Saturday on Talk Radio from 7 p.m. for a full three hours, yes, three hours of opinion, debate, and general setting the world to rights. Now, let's get back to our guest. Do your friends, your male and female friends, have they treated you differently? So I, so personally, a few years ago, I talked about this on the show before, I got involved in running a course which was all about helping women have better sex lives. And part of that was about helping them get to know their vaginas better. And then I started talking about it with all my friends and they all think I'm completely bonkers. And sometimes they'll, like, at dinner parties, they'll be like, Harriet, roll out the vagina story, like, for comedy. <laughs> because it but, is unique, <laughs> It's unique. Um, but there's, like, people think it's really strange. Do you have that as well? Have what? you found people, like... I mean, first of all, is the course still going on? And oh, how yes, do I sign up for would, it? You would have a great time. <laughs> really love it. She, she needs to tell you off air what you need to do on the course. Okay, before you, you need okay. a mirror. Mm. That's all we Me could be fine. This is, like, this is, like, <laughs> day one stuff for her. No problem. I mean, I haven't ever... We talked, actually... Natalie yeah. was on, uh, had, we had a great episode with Natalie and June Sarpong yeah. and, and we were talking about that, that it used to be very uh, normal to do, you know, that women in the in the olden times, mm-hmm. back when, you know, <laughs> before there was real electricity, um, used to used to look at themselves all the time and it Did was completely they? normal. Mirror yeah. beside the bed. Yeah. I bedside table. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's not something that um, I feel I need to do, but I did just see something recently that was saying that one of the most common things that women say when they go for their smear test to their doctor is, I'm sorry, you have to look at it. And going back to Natalie's point about, you know, the fact that men get to actually just see each other all the time and it normalises it. I think, you know, I I think vaginas are beautiful, but I also think they are, you know, they're, they're, they're weird, they're a weird thing when everything else is smooth on our body. So it's kind of like, I get it, why the, the, the thought process goes negative. But it's also from a really, you know, it's like sometimes you just have to tell the thoughts in your head to really shut up. Like the yeah. negative thoughts that you have about yourself. Because uh, I think our esteem around sex and bodies is so low that most of us, I would say, all, some, at some point in the day have a thought about ourselves, whether it be about what our vagina looks like or what our body looks like as women that it's a really negative thought and you don't even know where it's come from you yeah. don't know where it's come from you don't notice it this morning I thought to myself I can't go out the house without makeup on I'm like what are you talking about go to the shops in your dressing gown if you want to like mm. you know yeah, but I think that's we just don't see them, do we? And I feel like Instagram's been great. I follow a couple of Instagram um, accounts and they're all about celebrating the vagina, like the Vagina Museum, for instance. And, it's mm. you know, we don't, we don't see them. You know, when do we first really see another woman's vagina? It's probably pornography, you yeah. know, and they all look a certain way, don't they? Yeah. So, you know, we're not seeing different body types even, you know, so it's until we start seeing that range of body types and range of genitalia, then... You know, I think it's very easy for people to go, well, is mine normal? So, mm. a few years ago, there was an artist called Georgia O'Keeffe. Do you mm-hmm. know Georgia O'Keeffe? So she is an artist from the kind of 70s, I think was her sort of highlight. And she has a series of paintings of flowers. And I put flowers in quotes because these paintings do not look like flowers. They look like close-ups of vaginas. They're amazing, aren't they? They are. I know them. So beautiful. Mm. The most beautiful thing we've ever seen. Anyway, Tate Modern had a retrospective of her work and I went round it and... 
she for her whole career said absolutely not that is not what I'm painting I'm absolutely painting flowers <laughs> I'm not painting vaginas I'm painting flowers and there was this woman sat in front of one of these huge paintings and she must have been in her kind of 60s or 70s and she was sat on one of those kind of walking sticks that pull out into a little chair and she was sat on it and she was looking at this painting kind of quizzically and then she said at the top of her voice well of course it's a vagina and I should know I've seen enough of them <laughs> and I thought how wonderful that here is this woman who's like well, just wants to celebrate the sheer joy of it and yet actually for the artist herself almost it was this horror mm. that somebody had associated the two things and yeah. that because and that's also, what I wonder what her success would have been as an artist if she'd have said that yeah. they were paintings and of vaginas I mean. and not was flowers. it horror or was she yeah. like do you know what I want to be in yeah. galleries yeah. in X amount of time. So let me just yeah. say they're flowers because <laughs> yeah. everyone's just going to get down with it. And then when I'm gone, they'll figure out what it is and we're all good. But can I just say, though, Harriet, please tell me you asked a woman how come she's seen so many vaginas. <laughs> please tell me. <laughs> Because, I mean, she was such a great character. And you know when somebody says something, you're like, I just want to be friends with you so much. I mean, I just would have I would have had to. I'd have been like, dude, what? tell me, tell me all the story. Are you a gynae? Did you do the Smiths? Are you a lesbian? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the story? I mean, all of the above, I think. I don't know. <laughs> when you are... So when you're narrowing this podcast, Happy Vagina, what do you ask women to talk about on that? So we just finished the first season and we're just sort of gearing up for season two. Um, in the first season, I tried to keep each episode quite specific. So to have a theme that we talked about, the really, the kind of, the USP of it is that we have a quiz at the beginning. So I've got a bit of a multiple choice with really fun facts that most people are really blown away by. I mean, there are endless facts that you can find from really interesting things like the uh, the, the clitoris has 6,000 nerve endings all the way through to 65% of women in the UK have got a vibrator. Like... You know, it's just a kind of an endless array of facts that you can find about it. And then we've got some personal questions about whether or not women are into briefs, G-strings, tampons, moon cups, clitoral, G-spots. And um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or whatever, but I've just you're said fine, it. Fine. Um, and then we move on to something more serious. So with Natalie and June's episode, one of the things I really, really wanted to talk about and highlight is something that I found out in my work with Lady Garden is that there's a real epidemic uh, within uh, women of colour in this country in terms of childbirth and also just going for gynae checkups in general. So we focused on that mostly, mm. didn't we? And, mm. and why that might be happening. Uh, with Meg and Aeneas, it was very much about a mother-daughter relationship. Chloe Delavine came on, talked about cervical cancer. I had the girls from Sex Education on. They were oh, telling, yeah, yeah, sort of saying how, how they thought sex education should be. So we just, I've just tried to really make sure that there's a, an actual focus of education Mm. and I think people have really enjoyed that. It's interesting because it has meant that people have had a favourite episode, like a serious favourite episode, and it's quite weird because I get these kind of texts and emails from people or even DMs on Instagram going, oh, now you've nailed it. That's the episode. That's the one. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, because so, everyone else thinks it's the other one. Like, you know. But I don't, I don't mind. I, I think it's just really important. I, I, I felt like I wanted... It was... It was very important for me to make sure that there was a really wide representation. Mm. Um, uh, Lady Garden, which is m the most phenomenal project that I've started and we're, we're doing amazing mm. things, for whatever reason, has quite has remained quite London-centric. Um, and, I, and I would, uh, frightened to say, slightly middle class. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, I, and we're, we're always fighting to change that. And I think we will in the end. We're about to do a huge partnership with Monsoon. I think the reach that Monsoon has will hopefully widen our, our, our reach with that project because, um, you know, to, to save lives and to get awareness around symptoms. 
but I wanted to make sure that the podcast had something for everyone in it. Um, mm. So, yeah, other than, other than I keep trying to get the men to listen to it and they're not listening to yeah. it. And I think they should because I think they'll really learn something. Well, so this is one of the things I wanted to ask you, which is, you know, when we're talking about this very simple fact, right, that men can see their genitals and women can't, so it's hard for us to know when things have changed because mm. we don't really know what the current state mm. of play is anyway. Mm. And then if things change, we might not be aware of it. Mm. It seems to me that if you're a straight woman with a partner, somebody who should be aware of it should be the man in your life, mm. right? Or if you are a gay woman with a partner. Mm. Um, so actually, how do we start getting men to engage with this? Because I, I, if I suddenly saw a bump on my other half's penis that hadn't been there before, mm. I would say something. Mm. You know, I'd be like, you need to go and get that checked out, babe. And I feel like actually the men would want to do that for women too, but they don't have that education. They don't know. I, men don't understand how women's reproductive systems work. They're mm. not taught this stuff. How do we start to engage them in a way that says actually this is just health in general? If you, in the same way that if your loved one has a cold, you would tell them to go and take some cold medicine. We need to be aware of each other's bodies. I do think it's changing. Mm. Um, Andrew McLean, one of her, uh, on her episode, was saying one of the things that they're going to start doing is uh, teaching menopause at school. Mm. And I think there's a big campaign to get to stop taking the boys out of the room when they teach about periods. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's important to delineate between the two different things because I think having a bump on your penis yeah. versus um, having symptoms of cancer. Uh, symptoms of cancer often, particularly gynae cancers, actually aren't visible. Mm. So I think um, I have a... I'm going to say, I'm not sure if this is right, but I would say we have to be responsible for ourselves yeah. around it. And, 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 and one of the reasons that I want to blockbuster the shame that women carry around that area of their body is so that they won't... Because I think we shut down from it somehow. We, like, disconnect mm. so that we're slightly disassociated from that area of our body. So so many girlfriends of mine like, oh, I just don't know when my period comes. And I'm like, get the app. Mm. Yeah. Like, if you don't know when your period comes, how can you possibly know if you're out of sorts? Mm. And actually, that's... Irregular bleeding is one mm. of the, the signs of cervical cancer, at least not some of the others, further along. And um, so I think just the, the symptoms of cancer don't tend to show on the outside until until later mm. but coming back to your point I completely agree with you and I find it hard in my relationship I, I find it actually really difficult still to talk about those things um I, it's something to do I, I imagine it might be a bit to do with being British yeah um I know that in when they were uh, studying anatomy and writing the anatomy books they um the church said that they couldn't talk about the reproductive area or sex or, or anything in, in the book so so we're we're on the back foot yeah. mm. and it is and it is changing but i just think the more that we talk to each other and the more you talk to someone about sex and bodies the, the better the mm. better time you're going to have you, right do you think our, our health service is improving because when we've talked about this topic on the show before there's been times where people have gone to the doctor women's pain isn't always taken seriously um you know and i think uh, you know, there could be a range of stuff that goes on down there, and I sometimes feel like doctors will send you away and see if you come back. Um, but do you do you think our health service is getting better at taking women seriously when they say that something's not quite right down there? Yeah, I do, and I also think again, it's our responsibility to fight for it. So I think that the NHS has changed dramatically in the last few years, and that there is. Um, a much better understanding and I think that the campaigning that Lady Garden's done and Eve Appeal and, and Joe's Cervical Trust actually I think it has kind of got through to the GPs Yeah. but a GP 
is a general practitioner. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. You know, they have a list of things that they're meant to check off. And actually, unless you go in in a really bad way and have said this has been going on now for three months and, and it's been recurring, how can they possibly know? So it's your job to go back and to keep an eye on your symptoms. Brilliant. Amazing. Mika Simmons there talking all things Happy Vagina, the new podcast that she's launched. It's great. Do go check it out. Some amazing guests, including our very own Natalie Campbell. You've been listening to Badass Women's Hour. If you like the show, then help more people find us. You can tag us or talk to us on social media using at Badass Women's Hour. Or you can be really lovely and leave us a review and a rating. Five stars, please. It helps boost us up the podcast rankings and allows other people to find us. We'll be back next week with more badass guests and in-depth chat. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.